It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I don't know how many of you guys are on Twitter I don't know if Greg Anthony is listening to this, but but let me make this really, really clear. Cole Anthony had a really good rookie season last year with all the circumstances and all that. Has been incredible this year. All-star worthy, might I possibly suggest. The team's record probably will prevent that. Um, and nothing I say otherwise will change that. Cole Anthony's really good. And like I said on yesterday's podcast, he is clearly making himself a presence in the Magic's future and this young team's future. And that's really, really exciting. So let's talk more about how great Cole Anthony is on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 3rd, 2021. My name is Phil Prosmike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about Cole Anthony in the first quarter of his season. We'll re- kind of recap the Orlando Magic's first quarter of the season as now they've moved into the second quarter of the season. We'll talk about uh, Cole Anthony, obviously, and what how well he has played. We will talk as well about the injuries that have been the story of the first half of the season, how the Magic can begin to climb their way up and make the progress that we want to see. We'll also take a look at Friday's game against the Houston Rockets. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning uh, or first thing when we come out, whether it is... Uh, at work, on break, at lunch, on, on your workout, on your way to the game, on your way home, whenever. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. We're available on all podcasting platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. This episode is also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need. 
and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Check it out today at Truebill. So, if you did, if you missed it or you didn't get the reference uh, in the intro, um, but one of my favorite quirky, terrible magic factoids that's out there uh, is that uh, the Orlando Magic have not had a guard or wing player, so non-center essentially, average twenty points per game or more in a season since Steve Francis in the two thousand four two thousand five season. He averaged twenty point two points per game. Cole Anthony currently is at 19.9 points per game. Um, that would be, uh, I think, Jameer Nelson hit 19.9 in, um, there's been a few that i gotten close. Jameer Nelson, I think, hit 19.9 in 2009. Hito Turkoglu was at 19.8 or 19.7 in, I think it was 2005 or 2006. I think it was 2006 or 2007, somewhere, in, uh, maybe 2008, Some, somewhere there. Hito Turkoglu hit it once, Jameer Nelson hit it once, but no one got to that myth, mystical, mythical 20-point-per-game mark. Um, and so I was talking with the blog father himself, Evan Dunlap, um, uh, and, and you know I noted something that I have said uh, fairly numerous times. This isn't the first time I've said it. I know I've said it on this show um, that I believe Jalen Suggs is probably the most talented and most hyped prospect, uh, most hyped guard prospect the Magic have drafted since Penny Hardaway back in 1993. Essentially, all these stats that that all these facts and figures we're putting out there is to say that yes, the Magic have been a center-oriented team for much of their franchise's history, but the Magic have not had a lot of luck drafting guards, bringing guards into the fold, and developing guards into quality scores, into high-level scores in this league. Um, and again, that's uh, uh, honestly the 2009-2010 Magic team struggled because they didn't have that score. Um, the 2019 team, I think, took that leap up because of Jameer Nelson, uh, in addition to Dwight Howard. The Magic brought in Vince Carter to be that kind of go-to scorer late in the game, the kind of guy that finishes games and playoffs when Dwight Howard can't touch the ball because he can't hit free throws. Um, hello, game four of the 2009 finals. Um, the, that stuff's important. In the playoffs, you need guys who can handle the ball and score, period. And the Magic haven't had that. Um, so Greg Anthony, former NBA player, NBA TV analyst, analyst and um, and father to Cole Anthony, um, you know, took one of my tweets on at Omagic Daily and, you know, defended his son, which he absolutely should do. And all of his points are 100% valid. Last year, Cole Anthony uh, was at the disadvantage, as all rookies were, of not having a tr- summer league, not having a full training camp, going through the COVID season, which was a complete disaster, you know, a complete disaster on several levels, but just uh, a completely unfair to rookies. Not only that, he was thrown directly into the fire um, as a rookie, six games, six or seven games into his career thrown into the fire as a starter because of the Markel Fultz injury. Um, not only that, Cole Anthony suffered a rib injury that caused him to miss 20-plus games. Um, and he had to sit and watch and learn from the bench, which, again, I would argue helped him out a lot. Um, I think he made the most of that time. Uh, I was really impressed with how he finished the year. We named him our fourth-quarter MVP of last season, which is really impressive, especially with all the things going on with that Magic team. Um, Cole Anthony had a really nice rookie year. I ended up having a really nice rookie year. And we obviously had big expectations for what he could do this year. Um, and then again, as Greg Anthony mentioned as well, and again, very valid point, very important point, a point that I also made yesterday on um, yesterday's show when talking about Cole Anthony. Um, Cole Anthony entered high, entered college as one of the top five high school prospects in his class. Um, and injuries really hurt him at North Carolina. And, you know, I think we've, we've known Cole Anthony enough that this is a guy that he's going to fight and he's going to play through stuff. And he's going to do whatever he needs to do for his team to help them win. And if that means he's got to play hurt, he's got to play hurt. And obviously that meniscus 
um, injury last uh, in, his, in his lone year at North Carolina. Honestly, I think it still lingered into when he was playing for uh, the Magic early on last season as well. So um, it, it was a rough, rough, rough year in college at North Carolina that made him dip from a guy who was a clear-cut top 10 pick at minimum, if not top five pick in that you know fairly weak draft, um, to a guy that was taken 15th by the Orlando Magic and certainly a guy the Magic were really, really happy to get. That's all the context that you need. Again, if you listen to the show, you know I love Cole Anthony. You know I I, I really love the, his game. I really love the way his game is developed. Um, I I literally sit here. I really sit here at times, you know, watching his press conferences, talking to him in press conferences, and I think to myself, you know, this kid just feels like a veteran. Uh, it's his second year in the league, and he just feels like he gets it. Um, that he really understands. You know, you know what his team's asking of him, how to be in this league, how to just be a professional in this league, and, and I, I, I personally, you know, beyond just playing stuff, I can't think of a bigger compliment. It just it feels like Cole Anthony is older than his experience, and, and obviously he's super young still. It's the second year in the NBA. He's got a lot of growth to come, um, and so this is my roundabout way of saying. I'm not disrespecting Cole Anthony in that statement at all. Jalen Suggs was certainly super hyped up. Um, Cole Anthony came to Orlando coming off the down college year, didn't quite have the hype or the attention that maybe that, you know, again, Greg Anthony probably believes that he still deserved. Um, again, we can only go uh, us analysts, us guys that are not in those rooms, not in those training sessions, not in those draft rooms. All we can do is go off of what we see. And, and a lot of, a lot of stuff that's public available. And I, I would agree that, um, there are a lot of bad public narratives about Cole Anthony. Um, you know, you know the, the the he came into the league with questions about whether he was a quote unquote gunner. Uh, that has certainly not been the case in in Orlando. Um, and, and this guy, honestly, the thing that the one of the uh, besides the besides the fact that he just feels like a veteran player in his, in his second year, one of the things that I have been so impressed with with Cole Anthony is how good of a team, you know, how good of a teammate he is. He is all about, he, a, he holds himself to a really high standard, which, you know, again, can be to his detriment at times. I think both Steve Clifford and Jamal Mosley have tried to get him to, to cut himself a little bit of slack to, to recognize the good things that he has done. Um, but he holds himself to a really high standard and he is all about being in his teammates corner. This kid loves his teammates um, you can, you can feel the genuine joy. Like go watch the, the video that the magic put out today. Um, uh, joking about who would wear the Kyle Kuzma sweater. And when Cole Anthony walks up with, with RJ Hampton, like you, you, you just, you feel the camaraderie that's already there. This guy is all about his team and all about the right things. Uh, and right now, you know, for this rebuild, you know, for however long it's going to last, you know, for whoever's going to eventually be that number one guy. And it could be Cole Anthony, I, I, you know, the way he's been playing certainly feels that way. Having a, having a guy like Cole Anthony is a glue that can hold this team together. And undoubtedly, this team is made better by having Cole Anthony on the floor. All of that stuff is among the many reasons that Cole Anthony is our MVP of the first quarter of the season. Um, through the first 21 games of the season, Cole Anthony was simply the best player on the floor for the Orlando Magic. And, and it was not close. Um, again, this is a guy that just exudes confidence. And you just look at the way that he grew. Um, in his rookie season, 12.9 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game, shooting splits of 39-7, We'll focus on those first two numbers, not the free throw percentage, because he's a good free throw shooter. Through the first 21 games of the Magic season, um, so that would be through the Cleveland game on Saturday, 
Cole Anthony is averaging 9.6, 19.6, excuse me, 19.6 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 5.9 assists per game. He's shooting 41.6% from the, from the floor and 36.6% from beyond the arc. Obviously, every number has increased dramatically. His turnovers are down too, um, but every number has increased dramatically uh, for the, for this young player and not in a way that you would expect just because it's a rookie year to a sophomore year. Um, this is a guy who is making the right plays, picking the right moments to score, and coming up big in big moments. Look, the Magic are 5-18. and 18. They're not winning a lot of games. Um, but three of their four wins uh, in the first quarter of the season came in clutch time. And Cole Anthony is someone who is not afraid of the big moments. Um, we knew that from his rookie year when he hit the game winner against Minnesota, when he hit the game winner against Memphis. This guy is not afraid. Not afraid one bit. And that's an attitude. That's that's a, that's an attitude that's that's a bravado that you need to be successful in this league, that you need to be successful with the ball in your hands late in games. In the first quarter of the season, Anthony is scoring 6.3 points per game in the fourth quarter, shooting 47.8%. Again, 6.3 points per game in the fourth quarter. Multiply that by four, you're up around 25 points per game. So that's a, that's a pretty pretty solid number for a quarter. And shooting 47.8%. In clutch situations, so when the game is within five points in the final five minutes, Anthony is scoring 16 points on five for 10 shooting in 17 clutch minutes through the first four, uh, for, through the first 21 games of the season. Again, this is all painting a picture of a player who has taken a huge step up on the court, but also one who has taken a huge step up off it as a leader, as a game manager, doing the things that, frankly, I've questioned that a lot of people have questioned about him. He is much better passer in this year. We knew he was a great rebounder for a guard, um, but he's been a much more patient and uh, precise passer and distributor, something that he showed toward the end of last season that has carried over and expanded this season. He's become a better spot-up shooter, obviously. His shooting numbers are, are way up as, as he's let Jalen Suggs work more on the ball as well. Um, and, and frankly, just as far as MVP and value goes, the Magic simply don't function when, when Cole's not on the floor. The Magic in the first quarter of the season had a minus 1.1 net rating or minus 1.2 net rating with Cole on the floor. So again, not great. Obviously, the Magic are a struggling team in the win-loss column, but... The only player that had better on-court plus-minus or on-court net rating um, was Moritz Wagner, who, you know, again, largely played uh, in groups at the end of games at garbage time minutes. That's the Magic won a lot of, won a lot of those minutes. Um, Cole was in some of those as well. Um, the Magic had a 107.7 offensive rating and 109 defensive rating uh, in the first quarter of the season with Cole on the floor. But with Anthony off the floor, the team had a team-worst minus 21.2 net rating, scoring just 91.5 offensive, uh, 91.5 points per 100 possessions and giving up 112.7 points per 100 possessions. That is the worst on the team, obviously, um, but was among the biggest splits between on- and off-court net ratings in the entire league. Again, I, I, we did this, I think we did this podcast a few weeks ago, um, if not last week. The Magic simply do not function when Cole Anthony is not on the floor. Um, that's the kind of value that he has brought to this team. That's the kind of poise that he has brought to this team. 
And that's why he's the obvious choice to be the team's best player, the team's most valuable player um, through the course of the season. Um, you know, Just go back and look at the last six games. The Magic had an offensive rating of, I think it was 95 points per run possessions. They were the only team during that losing streak, during the, during the time of that losing streak, for those six games uh, that Anthony missed during that losing streak, the Magic were the only team with an offensive rating worse than a point per possession. That's the Cole Anthony effect. That's why Cole Anthony has been such a godsend to this team. That's why Cole Anthony is so important to what the Orlando Magic do. Um, that's why he's our MVP in the first quarter. But again, it, it's it's not just it's not just those numbers. It's everything else. It's the leadership. It's the humility. It's the it's the fact that he expects to do better. He's had games where he's had two or three rebounds, which for guard is not a problem, but he will say, I got to go in and help my bigs more. He'll have games where he turns the ball over three times, three, four times. And again, that's not good, but he'll say, I've got to be better. We are seeing just the beginning of Cole Anthony. And again, to Greg Anthony's point, this is not North Carolina Cole Anthony we're seeing. We saw North Carolina Cole Anthony last year. It's good, but slowed down by injuries, slowed down by you know, other issues, you know, just not really fitting in, fitting well at that point. What we're seeing now is high school Cole Anthony. The high school Cole Anthony that everyone believed was going to be a top 10, if not top five pick. And let me tell you this too, knowing how hard Cole Anthony works, seeing how he has played and how he has gotten better and how he's figured things out more and more and more and more and more. This is just the start. For our guy, Cole. Just to start. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the big storyline from the Magic's first quarter of the season. The injuries um, and how the Magic can begin kind of rebuilding who they want to be as they move into the second quarter of the season. Especially with this road trip coming up. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam. It's just out to get you. They know that you sign up for something. You, they, 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 tr- they trick you into some, some, some respect to, to keep billing you. You forget that you paid for that thing, and they just keep billing you because they, that's their business model. They're just going to keep billing you till you tell them to stop. Well, sometimes you forget. So don't let those greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions now. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average... People save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and help them save more than $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're your first listen of the day, whether you're listening to us at work, on the road, at your workout, on break, at lunch, on your way home, on your way to the game, wherever you're listening to Locked On Magic, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day. You can find us wherever you download podcasts as well as streaming on YouTube. Like I said, we're at like 220, 230 subscribers now on YouTube. Our goal is to get to 300 by Christmas. That'd be a great Christmas gift. We'll be planning some pregame shows, especially with the team out on the West Coast. We'll help you stay up. We'll do some magic after dark. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic as they get ready for these uh, for these preseason game or for these uh, for this West Coast road trip. Um, so be sure to be on the lookout for those. I'll let you know when I plan on doing one. I will probably I'll probably do one Wednesday before the Sacramento game. Um, that would that that would be my my best bet. We'll probably go at around 9 30, 10 o'clock. Um, I forget when that game is, but we'll go a half hour before the game. Talk about the magic, uh, as we get ready for, uh, for, uh, the big game against Sacramento. Um, so you have that to look forward to. You can only get that on the YouTube channel. So subscribe, subscribe, uh, subscribe. I don't, I can't talk today. Uh, so subscribe to get the latest, but let's, uh, let's also talk a little bit about uh, the first quarter of the season in general. Today's going to be our first quarter of the season in a sort of day. Um, we talked about Cole Anthony, our team MVP uh, so far, um, but obviously his absence was a big storyline, as has been the absence of several players. Um, well, technically it happened the second quarter of the season. Jalen Suggs now out for at least two weeks, probably longer, probably at least four, if not longer than that. The Magic have been dealing with a ton of injuries, and it has been the story of the season so far. Um, obviously there's the big two injuries of Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz. We do... Uh, Know that Marco Fultz is starting to do some contact drills. He's working out with the Lakeland Magic. I doubt that he's traveling with the Magic on this road trip, um, but it does appear that Marco Fultz is inching his way closer, um, and I'm sure the Magic will uh, reevaluate him and see where he's at or get reports on him as they're out on the West Coast trip uh, for when they get back home, uh, when he'll return. Who knows? Who's to say? Um, most of us are kind of projecting around Christmas will be the time, so um, it, we're still a little ways away from Marco Fultz. Jonathan Isaac does not appear to be doing contact drills quite yet, um, so he might be a little bit longer. Um, but again, those guys have missed the entire season. So I have Michael Carter-Williams and Etwan Moore. Michael Carter-Williams recovering from off-season surgery. Etwan Moore dealing with an injury that he got in training camp um, or in preseason that he has not quite shaken. So injuries have been the story. And in fact, the Magic have missed more games to injury this season than any team in the league. Chimo Kiki missed six games at the beginning of the season with a, with a bone bruise in his hip. Um, you know, Gary Harris missed some time. Uh, he was supposed to start on opening night, but was a late scratch. Missed some time early in the season. He's had to come back as well. Um, there's been little knocks that you expect during the course of the season, but 
the fact that the Magic have had four players and frankly four relatively key players, two certainly starters, one expected reserve, um, the Magic have had some key players miss a lot of time. And the Magic are, for the second straight year, lapping the field in games missed. Um, and that didn't even get into the six games that Cole Anthony missed where the Magic just absolutely stunk, um, for lack of a better term. Um Injuries have been the story, and getting healthy has been the challenge. Um, as I noted uh, after Monday's game, you know it's really hard to evaluate this young team with all the injuries they've had, with all the guys that they have missed. It's hard to say exactly how, how this team wants to play, or even say, or, or even kind of look at the big picture and say, you know, yes, the Magic are losing these some of these games, but they're really losing these games in minutes with guys that they don't frankly care that much about, or, you know, at least for big picture items, don't really care much about. Um, you know, I, I've kind of made this analogy and, and something that I really believe. Um, it, it feels like right now the Magic play 42 really good minutes. Um, we have seen maybe one really strong 48-minute game from Magic, and that was probably the win over the Knicks. Um, and maybe the win over the – or maybe the loss of the Nets to in Brooklyn, not the one at home. Um, but essentially – the Magic have six minutes where they're putting out lineups that they that are going to really struggle, that um, where they just don't have it and they're unable to stop the bleeding. And, and again, when this team is bad, they're really bad. Uh, you know, again, that's I, that's that's just kind of how it is. Um, they've got to be playing really good, and they're really good. And honestly, this team is good when they play well. Um, they have pieces, they have guys. We're seeing those outlines, we're seeing those shades, and all that stuff's really uh, really encouraging. We just need to see it more consistently. And again. Young players struggle with consistency. That's just the way young players are wired. The Magic, though, are still trying to take those next steps, take that step forward, take that, um, take that leap ahead. Um, and obviously, that's still a huge challenge for this team. That's still a huge challenge for this team as they're trying to just make something of this season. Look, no one here is going to sit here and say the Magic are going to make the leap and make the playoffs. They're already seven games out of the final playoff spot. And yes, I know the Magic were five games out when they uh, five games out with 31 to go when they went on the 22 to 9 run in 2019. This is not that team, although, you know, again, there's still plenty of time to make a run. Um right now it looks like 500 is going to be the number to make the playoffs. So at 5 and 18, Orlando would have their work cut out for them. You know, I'm an optimist. I want to have that carrot out there. The playoffs are probably beyond reach at this point. Um, um, but you still want to see the team win because winning shows the progress you want. Yesterday's game, Wednesday's game against Denver showed the progress the Magic want to have. They want to be able to take that step forward. They want to be able uh, to put those pieces together on occasion and then, yes, build some consistency where they do it two out of three nights or two out of four nights um, or two out of even two out of five nights. Just take those baby steps. I think Jamal Mosley's done a decent job this year. I think he's done a really good job kind of focusing on those little victories and and trying to get the team to um, play in the moment rather than than worry about the the big picture or worry about the games uh, themselves. I, I, I'd I, you know naturally, I'd like to see him coach the games a little bit more um, and, and play to the results a little bit more. Um, but you know honestly, down thirty sometimes, I think he's done a good job. You know, getting them focused, getting them to make a run, getting them to play hard to the end of the game. Uh, and again, maybe not win the game, but win a 12-minute stretch or win a 10-minute stretch. And, you know, again, that's a moral victory. That's not something you absolutely want. But, you know, you're down 30. You can't you, – the only thing you do about that is keep fighting. And I do agree with, with Coach Mosley that generally, you know, there's been some exceptions, obviously. 
generally this team will keep fighting. Generally this team will keep getting after it and keep trying to win games. And I think that's a really good sign. But right now it's really hard to evaluate things because of all the injuries. Um, and so, you know, one of the goals for the second quarter of the season is to get healthy. Now, obviously Jalen Suggs is probably going to be out for most of the second quarter of the season. We don't know when Fultz is going to be back. We don't know when Isaac's going to be back. Cole just came back from a sprained ankle. Um, you know, you hope that doesn't recur. Sprained ankles are tricky and relatively minor, but sometimes they aren't. Um, it's it's hard right now. Um, it's really hard to to um, it's really hard to to kind of make these decisions and and point these things out and, and kind of find where that future is. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the the growth and development of Mo Bamba and how he has taken his steps forward. Uh, to be a useful rotation player at the very, very least. He's been a great shot blocker, good presence defensively. He's been better at getting to his spots defensively. Offensively, he's been a little inconsistent, but other than that, he's been fantastic. Wendell Carter has been looking worth every dime of that contract that he signed, the four-year $50 million deal. He has been a great defender, as the last two nights have shown, um, and an improving offensive player with more confidence in that jump shot. Um, you know, in Wendell Carter, you know, like a lot of these young guys, I think they have the right head on their shoulders. They they understand the task. They understand their weaknesses, and they are trying their best to not necessarily cover them, but to make up for their weaknesses and to improve them. And obviously, this is just one step in the process. You know, Franz Wagner has been a revelation as a rookie, a guy that a lot of us did not expect to be this good. He is that. He is this good. He's a lot of fun to watch and a really, really strong and solid player as well. There's a lot to like about this Magic team. Um, you know, the first quarter of the season, despite the record. Uh, and despite some of the concerns that we do have, and I think the competitiveness factor is a concern that I have, um, I don't think the Magic have quite established the identity defensively or offensively that they want to have quite yet. But a lot of that, I think, is injuries have made it tough to be that kind of a team. Um, they just don't have the depth right now to compete every night. Um, and, and that's difficult. That's a difficult reality to live in. Um, so it's it's definitely... There's definitely a lot to work on, and there's definitely a lot that this team can continue to improve on. And, you know, I think the Magic are going to be taking steps in the right direction for sure. Um, and I think the second quarter will be better than the first because now they have an understanding of what they're trying to do. Maybe there'll be some tweaking to make sure they do the, the, the basics better. Um, and obviously, like, the schedule will lighten up a little bit. The Magic played the second hardest schedule and missed the most games due to injury. You do the math. Um it, there's obviously a lot of work the Magic have to do, and I think they are they are taking their steps to do it. We'll talk about Friday's game against the Houston Rockets coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. Pretty much... You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. It's chocolate and healthy. There's so many flavors to choose from. You'll have a hard time choosing. We have raspberry or mint brownie. Both are good. Cherry or double chocolate. Both are good. Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Both are good. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines or at the theme parks or wherever, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they will fight for it, and things could get a little out of hand. Or you could just exchange your favorite flavors and spread the love and try your friend's favorite flavor. 
I, I promise you, you'll be good. Um, your friend might be Santa. Well, tell Santa to throw a few built bars in those stockings with so many flavors they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of chocolate. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that built bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallow through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, this is where I usually give my spiel that the first big road trip of the season, the first West Coast road trip of the season is where we really figure out who this team is. Um, I'm not going to give that spiel because I think this is a very, very different team than, than some of the teams the Magic have had uh, recently. Um, the Magic have had a lot of road trips. They're in the middle of the gauntlet right now. This is the toughest part of the gauntlet going out West, um, although the West is not as good as the East this year, which is strange to say. Um, it's it, it's going to be a tough road trip. Um, but, you know, the Magic start off with what feels like a very winnable game against the Houston Rockets, a team that also has only five wins on the season, has had their fair share of struggles, and are probably better than their statistics actually point out. And in a game between two teams with five wins, you kind of throw out the stats just a little bit. Um, the Rockets, though, among the worst teams in the league. And I'm looking at this now. The Magic no longer have the worst net rating in the league. Thank you, Oklahoma City, for being abjectly terrible against the Memphis Grizzlies and losing by 70. Um, the Rockets are 27th in the league in net rating, minus 7.5 points per 100 possessions. 100.8 points per 100 possessions are actually worse offensively than the Magic. 108.3 defensive rating. They've been pretty good on that front. But their last five games, the Houston Rockets have really started to figure some things out. Um, in their last five games, the Rockets are 2-3. and three, or Sorry, the Rockets are 4-1 and one in their last five games with a plus 2.0 net rating scoring 109.6 points per 100 possessions and 107.6 points allowed per 100 possessions. So the Rockets are on a little bit of a hot streak. And yes, Magic fans, I'm going to say it. The Magic are going to have a streak just like this one at some point this season. If they don't, I will be very, very concerned. Looking at the schedule, that's probably going to happen later in the season. Um, I, I do think that the Magic are going to have a good stretch. They're going to put together some wins. The way the schedule's set up, the Magic have an easier schedule toward the end of the season than they do at the start. So be warned, the Magic are going to string together wins, much like the Houston Rockets are at this point of the season. Looking at the Rockets, though, they've got a lot of really good young talent. And while Christian Wood is now, I think, questionable with a sprained ankle for this game, they've got a lot of really fun talent. Jalen Green, obviously, Alpern Sangun has been, has been good as well. Um, Christian Wood's been leading the team in scoring. Missing him would be a big loss for them, but they got Jalen Green. Kevin Porter Jr. is actually going to be out, so they, they are going to miss a good chunk of their offense. 
but they got a lot of guys that just fill in. Um, Jason Tate had a great rookie season, obviously. Auburn Sangoon has been a really interesting uh, piece as well. Um, you go look at their last five games. It's been a lot of those. It's been a really balanced attack. Christian with a 15.4 points per game, 52.6% shooting. Obviously, he may not play on Friday. Jay Sean Tate, 15.4 points per game as well from him. The, the, the combo wing forward, the Magic, are, Magic aren't going to be able to match up really well with him with, with Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., again, is probably going to miss the game. Jalen Green's been in and out of the lineup. He's played only two of the last five games. This is a really, this is a really, this is a team that plays the way that you want young teams to play right now. They're energetic. They get after you. They don't let you rest. They don't stop. Um, they they kind of keep coming at you, and they've, they've really started to figure some things out. They do hit threes at a decent rate as well. The Magic, obviously, coming off a really nice game against Denver. They got their own star back in Cole Anthony. Um, they are certainly capable of winning this game. It's a game that you should expect the Magic to win, even though Houston is playing well. The Magic have yet to put together a win streak. This would be a nice time to do it, especially with all the difficult games coming up on the road. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock from the Toyota Center as the Orlando Magic take on the Houston Rockets. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast, your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at philiprr underscore md. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go make Locked On Bets your second listen of the day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily Locked On Magic, this is LeBron's from Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.